Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, moms, dads, parents, and guardians, welcome back to another episode of Fearlessly Parody. Today, I'm back one more time with Megan Ediger. Megan, hey, let me tell you, her life has been everything but traditional. Yeah, she's willing to share all the ups and downs with raw transparency. Her ultimate goal is to normalize all the parts of motherhood that no one tells you about so that other moms don't feel so alone in their journeys. So without any further ado, again, here's Megan Edgar. Megan, welcome back once again. Um, I I tell you, I I love your heart. I I love your willingness to share some of the challenges that you have had, that your husband has had. And more importantly than that, how you persevered, mm. how you overcame those challenges, because that gives other people hope. Yeah, thank you. It's it's really important to me. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time in motherhood feeling like I was a bad mom or, you know, things like that. And I think I used to think that I was the only one that felt like that. I used to look around and think that everyone else had it together. No one else had the same, you know, challenges that I did. And um, I just, I really want for no other mom to ever fall asleep crying, feeling like she failed that day. Well, the, the enemy just kind of goes about lying to us. It, it, that, that lie keeps us quiet. Mm-hmm. That lie keeps us from reaching out. Hey, I'm a bad dad. Uh, there's never been a dad as bad as me. Look at my kids compared to these kids over here. Uh, the places where you fell down, the places where I made mistakes. So let me tell you, Megan, I made plenty of mistakes. My kids, if they ever get the chance to tell you, will be happy to tell (laughs) you about all the mistakes that daddy has made. But you know what? It's it's okay because we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just have to get over ourselves on that and step past that lie of the enemy and to be able to go reach out to other people and we find that we're not alone in being imperfect and we don't have to play that shame game of where we hide away from other people uh, because we think that we're some type of bad parent. So I talked about some of the challenges that you have faced, that your husband has faced, that you face together. And let's kind of Focus on your teens and your tweens because you you 
you have that one ready to graduate high school, and I'm sure that there are all sorts of experiences with him. But I bet you there are experiences with the one, uh, I think you said you had two in junior high? Yes. Yep. Oh, bless your heart. So you got <laughs> tweeners and teenagers and everything like that. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that you have faced as a mom and, and some of the challenges that you, you and your husband are currently facing as parents? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is, um, you know, our philosophy and our approach to parenting in our house is, you know, that at this phase, this these tweens and teens years, um, that we should be slowly stepping back and allowing them to make more of their own decisions. Um, so that, and allowing them to make decisions and fail. Um, because while they're still under this roof, we can provide a soft place for them to land. Um, and that's a really hard thing to do because you don't want to watch your kids fail. Um, and you worry, but we have chosen to trust that we have done our job and that, you know, they're going to make mistakes, whether we allow them to do it now or when they, you know, leave and, and grow up and go out on their own. And so we've decided that, um, again, it's much safer for them to make those mistakes while under our roof mm -hmm. um, than, you know, later on in life. So that's been the hardest thing is, you know, when I want to say no to something, especially I have to kind of, you know, run it through the filter of why do I want to say no? Is it because there's an actual like threat to their safety? Is it because, um, you know, I know another kid that got into, you know, some sort of bad situation doing the same thing. Like what, why am I saying no? And if, if the reason I'm saying no, which most times it is, is simply because I'm uncomfortable, I try and say yes and let them do that thing. Um, and again, it's just a really hard thing to do because there's a lot of, there's a lot of trust there. Oh, yeah. And, and making kids, as well as ourselves, uh, there's only one way you gain experience, okay? There, you know, you just don't stand with arms raised and experience just pours down on you. Mm -hmm. uh, it happens because you try something, you fall down. Yeah. You get up, ask yourself what you learn from that, try it again. You probably go fall down again. Yep. You learn from that, and you try again, and, it, and it's that over and over and over until you get good at something. Because as my mentor John Maxwell says, nobody's any good at anything that they try for the first time. Yeah. But in order to get good, you got to try, try, and try again. So you are absolutely right. We have to give our kids permission to fail. But but I got to ask you this. So when they're failing and, and that frustration comes out that they didn't get it right, or I have tried to do this multiple times and, and, it, didn't, and it didn't happen for me, I, I'm going to tell you a little story. My daughter, we, we bought her and my son uh, when, when we moved to uh, uh in about 2013, we, we, we moved out a little bit more toward the country, and we got each one of them a Labrador. 
And her lab bear would not do anything that she would tell him to do. And it got to be so frustrating. I remember her crying because I was like, keep at it. Mm-hmm. Keep at it. You know, she's 22 now. And when she comes over to visit, we still have the dog here. She 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 lives uh, in, in the city. But when she comes here, I mean, she can tell him to do something and boom, instantaneously he yeah. does it. But boy, was she so frustrated at, at over over a dog, but hey, it was real, and it was important mm-hmm. that she learned to fail. So, how do you handle Megan when that type of frustration comes up with your tweeted team? Yeah, um, I take a lot of space. So, and when something is happening, um, and my instinct is to be upset or to be mad. Um, or disappointed, or any of those types of natural reactions to this type of thing, I put myself in timeout um, so that I can have an opportunity to collect myself and come back and have a productive conversation. Because also what I've learned um, through many different experiences is that when we come in and we want to lecture and we want to maybe yell mm-hmm. um, or point out all the things that we've already been over, um, it's not productive. They shut down. They don't want to hear it. Um, but if you can come in a little bit more, I don't want to say the word gentle, but just a little bit more calm and um, from the lens of curiosity, like, what do you think? Why did you do it this way? What do you think could have happened You know, differently? What What will you do differently next time? What did you learn? Um, then they, you know, not always, but they're more likely um, to open up a little bit and, and have that productive conversation and really look at things through maybe a different lens. Absolutely. You know, what you're talking about there kind of reminds me, uh, you know, I'm a USA Archery certified coach. And when I'm working with a, with a teenager and they're shooting, I, I don't come up and tell them all the stuff they did wrong. Right. Okay. But maybe they put one and instead of hitting the 10 spot, they hit the seven spot. Maybe they hit it there a couple of times. One has to say, okay, what is it that that you did that you like? What is it that you feel that you're doing correctly? And they'll tell me, okay, so what is the one thing you want to try to work on for this next shot? Not the 10 things. What is the one thing you want to work on? They'll tell me. And I said, okay, do you mind if I tell you what I noticed in regard to that? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you you want to do? You, I, I see you hit a, a different anchoring point. Your your anchoring point is a little bit different. So, where would you like for your anchoring point to be? Where do you think that it needs to be? Well, I think that it needs to be right here, consistently in the corner of my mouth. Okay. So let's focus on that this time around, mm-hmm. and then step back and let them make the shot. And and watch it. And it's hard. You, I want you. You need to do this, 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 and this. It's 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 so hard. I'm very task oriented. And and with my children, I want to tell them all the things that they that they did wrong. But you really got to try to find that praiseworthy thing. And okay, now, what do you think that you need to work on? And to get them to focus on that one thing, so that and when they get it right, you need to let them know they got it right. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? What are your thoughts on positive encouragement? Uh, not not when everybody gets a trophy, but when they've overcome a hurdle. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I believe that you, you need to let them know, know that because you get more of what you praise than what you criticize. Exactly. I think that, um, you know, it's a little bit easier to nitpick at things that aren't going the way that you'd mm-hmm. like. Um, and, you know, when a, when a kid hears, you know, constantly like your room's never clean or your dishes are always in the sink or whatever, um, it becomes white noise. And then they start to perceive all of these negative things. But if you, like you said, start to really focus on the things that are going well and thanking them, um, then it becomes a little bit, their inner dialogue is a little bit different, right? Um, An easy example is my daughter came downstairs the other day. She had like 10 cups. And I wanted to say, why the heck did you have 10 cups in your bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. And I looked at her and she could see it. She could see it in my face. And I went, thank you so much for bringing those cups down. Do you mind putting them in the dishwasher for me? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just so, it's such a subtle, subtle shift, but it, it, the interaction was completely changed by it. Yes. And, and they're more, more motivated to do that the next time. Mm-hmm. And you want them to become self-motivated. So, those little things, you, you got to take the time to call call those out. Uh, you know, I, I work with a group of, of teens in Wall Ranger Ministry. And there, there'll be times when I got to work on a project and they're just frustrated. Yeah. But then something clicks and they all get it right. And I, I know it's going to sound crazy, but, you know, I'll line them all up. And then I get very, very loud. And so the people way down the way, it seems like, oh, no, man, Commander Stan, they must have really messed up because he's letting them have it. I am letting them have it. But I'm telling them, say, see, you didn't think you could do this. I knew that you could do it. That right there, you knocked that out of the park. And John, you, it, it is loud down. Uh, it, I know it sounds crazy. I see chests rise mm-hmm. and they're very attentive. I said, now go do it again. And they're yeah. off to the races. And, and now they're talking to each other about how to do it better. And, and the next thing you know, I could just sit back in my chair, relax. The whole campsite will get put up. Yep. And, and it might not be exactly how I would do it, but, uh, it's done with excellence and efficiency, so uh, that'll work for me. Mm-hmm. It, it, we got to take the time to do this with our kids. Megan, uh, I, I, I think that a lot of times, a lot of parents are dropping the ball uh, by, by not praising their kids when they should. Again, I'm not saying everybody should get a trophy or that you praise everybody for everything, but again, you get more of what you praise that what you criticize it. I, I just like to get your feedback on that. A- am I, am I missing the mark? No, you're not missing the mark. I think that, you know, parents right now, we're all under a lot of pressure. We're mm-hmm. all working, raising children, um, you know, ha- getting them involved in extracurriculars, trying to keep them out of trouble, um, trying to maintain our own <laughs> relationships. Like we just have so much going on that it's, it's difficult to not always act on your knee jerk response or your first response to something. Um, And so that's why I always encourage this 
idea of like mindfulness or um, just like taking a breath before you respond to something or analyzing your thoughts before you act on them. Um, just slowing down just that tiny bit can make the biggest difference. Well, I love that encouraging point of slowing down. And, and as we reach the, as we're reaching here at the end of this particular episode, I, I'd like for you to toss out one more point of encouragement or a parenting tip or marriage advice that, that you would like to share with my audience. And, and uh, before you do that again, parents, you, you heard her about slowing down. And, and man, I, I tell you what, I, I feel a personal conviction on that because there are times when I don't slow down, Megan, and, and I need to slow down. Uh, so thank you for that. And, and, and thank you for being real with us and, and, and giving us such a good piece of advice. But hit us up with one more piece of uh, parental advice, encouragement that, that you would have for my audience. Yeah. My favorite piece of advice is always to just find ways to carve out time to spend time with your kids. Um, I find that your kids don't necessarily need the $20. They don't need the toy. Um, so for their birthdays, for holidays, um, instead of getting them a whole bunch of stuff, try getting them, you know, a trip to a museum or um, to a movie that they, that they want to go see um, so something that they specifically are interested in. Um, I just feel like it does a lot for your relationship and, you know, the kids will remember that experience. They won't necessarily remember you know, the thing. You're absolutely right about that. Well, hey, you heard her. I, I tell you what, she may be 35, but she, she's she got some wisdom for a 35-year-old. Megan, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate you being my guest for these three segments. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. Well, moms, dads, parents, and guardians, that brings us to the end of this episode. So until the next time we get together, God bless. And before we do go, because I forgot during the last segment, I almost did it here in this segment. Uh, Megan, go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Sure. Thank you. Um, you can find me at the No BS Mama podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find me at the No BS Mama on Instagram as well. All right, then. There she is, Megan Ediger, Moms and Dads. Now, this time we do meetings. Until the next time we get together, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. 
God bless.